Hello, Gems. Welcome to another episode of TRs in Tech. I'm your host, Shelly Benhoff, and today I'm talking to Zara Zadeh and Tabs Fakir about the importance of women supporting women in tech. Zara comes from a psychology background, but she found her passion for programming and switched careers. Tabs has always had an interest in tech, and she's currently interested in front-end, back-end, and UX. I met these amazing women through Cyber Women, which is a group for women in tech that Zara founded, and Tabs helps to manage the community. You can find them on Twitter at CyberWomen, spelled C-Y-B-E-R-W-O-M-X-N. Without further ado, on to the episode. Hey, ladies. Thank you so much for being here. Hi. Happy to be hey. here. Great. Um, to start off, I thought we could do a little intro, tell everybody who you are, where you're from, what your experience in tech is, what you're working on now. Let's start with tabs. Oh, Lord, let's see if I remember all of that. Um, <laughs> I'm tabs. <laughs> I am South African born. I live in Australia right now. I am a developer and designer. Um, I work part-time so I can work um, on my own ventures. So I do a lot of side projects and I manage a few communities as well. So that, yeah, that about sums it up. Great. Zara? Hi, I'm Zara. I um, grew up in Montreal. Uh, I also never know how to answer this question like tab because there's a million things I could say, but I'll just, you know, condense it to... Um, I grew up in Montreal. I live in the States. Um, yeah, what I'm working on right now, I'm actually just started, I just started um, doing my job search. So that's a full-time job in and of itself. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yes. I hear you. Yeah. I, I actually just recorded an episode talking about that, about how finding a job is a full-time job in itself. Um, so let's talk about how how in the world did either of you choose a career in tech? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I saw someone write this the other day where they said, you know, I chose, how did I get into this where I kind of chose a career where I have to use my brain at full capacity every day? Like, why did I make this decision? Um, and I can relate. I mean, I was, my background is in clinical psychology. So uh, I come from a non-traditional background, but um, even though I love my work, I, you know, I love psychology. I love my clients. I love the work that we did together. I just started to feel a little bit disenchanted with what I was doing and didn't feel as challenged after a number of years. So, um, you know, I kind of got into programming kind of a bit, I want to say randomly, but I also don't feel like it was random at all. Um, I was working with some developers uh, for the startup I co-founded, and that sort of got me involved in like the tech side of things. And then I sort of knew that math was always challenging for me and like computer science was challenging for me. And so I knew that um, if I sort of got my my feet wet a little bit 
um, it might be something that I would be interested in. So I kind of just started just out of curiosity. Yeah. Nice. And like, cause I wanted to be challenged and um, definitely did it like later in my life, obviously. So it was pretty different. That's amazing though, to switch from, from psychology to programming, how, um, how has that skill helped? Because I can only mm. imagine that you understand users at a completely different level than a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because my startup background has come up a lot in job interviews that I've had so far. Like I just started doing my job search, but I wasn't expecting like so many people, I guess, being more interested in my startup experience and like what we worked on and, you know, how our team dynamic was and um, kind of like what algorithms we used and the software we developed, things like that. Um, the proprietary algorithms that we wrote, not we didn't program them just to clarify, but um, so yeah, but it, it's, I guess, you know, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, honestly, when I had my business, I got really tired of wearing so many hats. So like, I would say like, yes, I understood the user better than someone who's never had clients or never has had to do marketing or write content and sit like do sales. Uh, but at the same time, I got kind of tired of that role. Um, so I guess I can take like the good parts with me, you know, and, and sort of like the, the gold gain from it with me. Um, but I kind of just shifted towards wanting to be more in the background side of things and not so much like at the forefront of everything all the time. Wow. That's interesting. Over to tabs. Oof. I thought about this question <laughs> a fair bit because it's more like um not why did I choose a career in tech I didn't really it's more like why I didn't choose anything else um I've always been mm -hmm. doing tech since I was like young it was just a normal natural part of my life um yep. to be experimenting with things on the web um both with like digital art and then you know I had my own website when I was like 12 years old it was just a thing that I did by the way, it was my, one of my hobbies. If I could exercise it in school, I would. Um, so, you know, I kind of gravitated towards software engineering by the time uni hit. And I don't think I really quite realized this is going to be a solid part of my life um, going forward. It was just, I'm having fun naturally. I'm going to go be doing the next thing that I find fun as someone who just likes to like, I guess, build things, make things. I've just always been making things. And then, yeah. I, I mean, I started freelancing around that time as well. Um, as a student because I had the skill set going into my degree as well so it was just like <laughs> this kind of just makes sense I should be freelancing I want to be doing that before I exit uni don't know what I'm doing after that really and then um, it seemed convenient as well like I could um, if I wanted any to do anything else in my life I could do that while doing stuff with software um, it just seems more convenient than being stuck in a lab or other career parts I had kind of briefly just you know, when I was that age, you're going to university, it's like, what am I going to do with my life? I had done a bunch of subjects that were like, you know, good for medicine or something else. Mm -hmm. But it was like, oh, software, I just made a beeline for that somehow, even though I considered other things. Um, it was just like, 
automatically, yeah, why am I even really entertaining these thoughts? We all know I'm going to be gravitating in that direction anyway. And yeah, I guess I just didn't quite understand the full impact of what was going to happen (laughs) after all of that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I am very much the same. I was just always, you know, tinkering with things. And for me also, I feel like it was partially um, people when I said, you know, oh, I'm, I'm interested in being a programmer. They would be like, no, you're not. And I would be like, watch me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So eh. <laughs> not the best like mindset all of the time, but you know, I'm sometimes competitive. Yeah. It, for I get that. healthy competition, maybe I took it to a different level that I shouldn't, but <laughs> really I learned. Yeah. <laughs> I learned. Um, Let's talk about the cyber women um, community. We have had that for what, a month now, but I was so impressed with how it was formed and the people in that group. I mean, I've learned so much and it's a great place for me to vent as as you guys know, I'm in that channel a lot, Um, but Zara, why and like how did you start it? Uh, well, thank you also, Shelly, for, for saying those things. Um, you know, honestly, it's really simple. I just wanted to have friends in tech <laughs> um, and, you know, be able to talk to people about my experience, knowing that they had gone through similar things. You know, not that obviously we all don't have friend or own friends like outside of online world and outside of tech, but I find that there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of conversations that a lot of people can't necessarily relate to, um, even if they want to. Um, and so there's just a greater level of like intimacy um, that can happen and bonding with individuals that have been through similar struggles or even you know wins it doesn't always have to be struggles exactly so, yeah. yeah we also have to celebrate our successes without having to thank men for that <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of the things that happens mm. to me a lot so I appreciate having a place where I know that I'm supported um, because often in the world in general, mm women, we aren't um, raised to support each other. We, right. we are right. raised to compete for men and now for jobs. How do you, or hmm, let's phrase that a, a little differently. Why do you think that it is important for women to support women? Um, just because I think about, I I guess this sounds cliche, but I think about, uh, little girls and I just think about like growing up and feeling like there is not an abundance of other girls and then women who have your back. 
Um, and I just find that sad. I mean, yeah, like you explained, like a lot of it is uh, biologically driven. So there's like many good reasons for why things usually, you know, tend to be more competitive than collaborative. But I guess I'm an optimist in that, in that sense that um, I feel like we can all overcome certain, some of those competitive sort of natural things like maybe jealousy or feeling like there is lack or scarcity to where you have to like fight for opportunities or resources or whatever. And so, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I've had quite a few instances at work where women who I thought were my friends just burned that bridge completely by doing mm. things that were just awful. Mm. I had one um, where, you know, I would complain, I would vent. We had this manager who was um, really, you know, just awful. And so mm. I would text her on AIM because I'm old and it was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> and like, she copied what I said and sent it to him. And I think about that, like, you know, pretty often I was really, uh, just, and then after that, she tried to talk to me like we were friends. And I literally said to her, you can talk to me about work. We're not friends. Like <laughs> that was the first time I really, stood my ground she was manipulative mm -hmm. and just was taking me down and I thought that I had a safe space with her which I right. did not which is why I'm so appreciative to be in you know multiple communities of women who really support each other um mm -hmm. it's amazing and I've needed it for a really long time. So I'm so, so happy that you started it. So that makes me really happy. Yeah. Um, tabs, any, you know, thoughts? On which part? <laughs> oh, sorry. On, you know, why it's important for um, women to support each other competition I am a competitive person isn't always healthy um sometimes it is and that's great and I think we're raised not just women but just in general the places that we're at even academia people are competing for grants all the time mm -hmm. um and just in all of that competition is is exhausting um and I think we don't realize just how much we have been like it's ingrained into us we're just trained to deal with it and normalize it and do all of those things I grew up with a very supportive woman in my family so that that made me the same um, I was that person starting the communities um, on campus I was the person doing those things I had one other woman <laughs> when I was doing my software engineering degree I was doing the software engineering she was in computer science it was the same stuff um, and that was like it in the cohort. There were maybe 25 of us total. Um, I mean, to their credit, uh, the guys were quite supportive as well. Like oh, they weren't, 
um, they, I, I think I got lucky um, with how the community was. I had one, I had one woman lecture and I was just in awe when she came around um, because it was just like, it just felt cool to see someone else. When I say like, like me, you get what I mean, right? Um, totally. Doing those kinds of things. And it, although I'm not someone who's ever been told, like, you can't do this. My parents have always raised me to be like, you can do whatever the heck you want. Um, and they raised me to just kind of be like, place forward instead of um, be brought down by the other things that are around us. Even though I was like, cognizant of my situation, it was like, it wasn't going to let it be an impediment. I was very conscious of these are the things that I want and I'm going to go get them. But seeing her was just like, you know, googly eyed, so cool. <laughs> because it's just, um, you feel less alone. Uh, I think it's really important. Um, Representation is really important. And honestly, the amount that that mattered to me was only apparent the older I got, even seeing things in cartoons. When Absolutely. I was watching Legend of Korra for the first time as a 27 year old, I was like, shit, I would have been all over her in my early 20s. Like, why didn't I watch this as a child? <laughs> um, it matters. Um, you just, that, that isolation, um, it's not a great feeling when you realize it's, you've just been accepting that as normal the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. It's, I woke up um, maybe like, five or six years ago where I realized that the default way that people treat women is not with respect. We have to earn it. I didn't realize until recently that, um, you know, how, how I've been treated by default has been bullshit and that I had to prove myself at every job. And sometimes when I did prove myself and I went above and beyond male male co-workers would find reasons that I I was awful or or something and um the the competition and all of that was just um yeah not not great so I was wondering if you had any experiences with um respect issues in general or just how you perceive um the treatment of women in technical roles especially perhaps do you want to go first no <laughs> thinking also yeah i'm also thinking yeah i mean it's a heavy topic. Um, the reason I talk about it a lot is just because um, I want to make sure that women understand that they are um, to be respected, mm. admired, and listened to. I mean, as far as like, for me, you know, I haven't worked in that many environments, like but as far as when I made my career pivot, for example, um, I mean, people around me were not really supportive. So um, that was really interesting and kind of unexpected in a way. 
you know, because maybe you also expect it from people like that are strangers that maybe you don't know that you enter a work environment and you sort of expect there to not be, you know, supportive people there. But um, I think it's interesting how a lot of times even the people closest to you can lack that support for you. Uh, like I know that for me, you know, when, and, and I, I think both of you already know the story, but to share for your listeners, um, uh, when I kind of made the decision to learn programming, um, you know, people around me, I feel like didn't think I could really do it. Um, and one of them had made this comment to me, for example, like saying, um, you know, I, I have friends that are software engineers and you don't think like them, you know? And it's like that on, on, it's like, how can I say it's on a level where it's like, you can't change this. Like, you just don't think like them. That's you know? just how it is. I hate right. when people like, say that. You're just not like that. It's not a matter of skill or it's not even a matter of knowledge. It's just like, you um or for example you know another friend who was kind of who thought it was odd that I would want to go into programming you know in my late 20s because she thought you know I would be competing with people that have been coding since they were toddlers that kind of thing um so it's like you know so there's for me there were many naysayers and just mainly all like non-believers and the people who <laughs> were encouraging were just like total strangers um or people that knew me through my podcast or through online you know but were not close to me mm-hmm. um and so I think you know it's tough uh for me I really had to I really had to believe that well I'm just gonna keep going you know, and that's okay if, like, that's okay if other people don't believe I can do it. Um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you just need to believe in yourself. But I know that's quite different from, for example, what you were describing, Shelly, with, like, what kind of adversity you might face at work. Yeah, um, I think that it's, it's just hard overall when you feel like you have no one, you don't have support. And then when you think you have support and then that turns out, you know, in a blaze of fire that just goes down, it really, really um, hurts you. And it, mm. it really, to me, I felt like I was alone, you know, um, which, you know, is obviously why I have joined so many groups of women. I'm like, hey, there's people like me out there. Yay. Because my whole career, I can count the amount of uh, female programmers I've worked with on like two hands. Wow. Like it, it isn't even 10. Mm-hmm. It, and I've, I've been doing this for 20 years, you know, um, I'm not sure if it's, I'm in Microsoft um, stack a lot. So that I, I think overwhelmingly that is overwhelmingly male, whereas something like um, 
JavaScript or front end is more like balanced, but I never thought I might struggle as, as the only woman on the team. It just never occurred to me in college or after until it happened over and over and over again. And then I was just like, this is not okay. You know? I mean, that also makes me think about sort of gatekeepers in general, even not just like with tech, but you know, with different things that are considered like quote unquote nerdy things. Like, you know, I had a really close friend, like kind of <laughs> tell me that I don't remember exactly how they put it, but you know, it was along the lines of uh, you might hurt people's feelings. You know, you, you might actually hurt people's feelings if you tell them that you like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, I, what does that have to do with them and their feelings? You know, but you know, they were like, well, no, because they've just been into it for way longer than you. And they just know way more about it than you. And like, so teach me. They're like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I think they would be excited to like, um, you know, meet me and like us all hang out and get to know each other. Like, I think it could be fun for them too. Um, But basically, like, it was kind of gatekeeping, like saying that, you know, I would be kind of like infringing on their culture, like their subculture. And like that, that, you know, they would feel bad that I would express interest in these things that they have interest in because I haven't been into it as long. Um, so it just reminds me of things like that. And I just, I just find that, you know, I'm sure there are those kinds of people out there, but there are so many people also that aren't like that. Too. Yeah. So it's like, those are the people I would want to hang out with anyways, you know? Um, exactly. Yeah. I, uh, game and, um, tabs, yeah. you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do I, I have stories. Oh yeah. <laughs> I played wow since mm. 2006, I guess I, I started late, you know, mm. but, um, I, very quickly started not talking to anybody. I just, I had so many experiences either like, why are you here? And I feel like that is the clubhouse, treehouse, no girls allowed mentality that right. some, some people have. I don't know. I, I think, I don't know. I don't want to speculate wh- why that happens. It just, um, it's so unnerving and I would have people either, you know, ask me for ERP, which is erotic role play. And I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Or, um, someone would, you know, ask me to be their girlfriend and they were clearly 14 and I was like 28. (laughs) No, it doesn't work, but I, just yeah (laughs) it's cool just overall I would get these comments like why are you playing this game why aren't you you know making a pie or some shit like that and I was yeah anyway I quit well and now I'm playing um like everybody else Final Fantasy 14 and it's like 
the exact opposite. Everybody's nice. Everybody is like helpful. And I'm not like yelled at for being a crappy healer or whatever. So there are people who are supportive and I want to um, make sure that everybody knows that, you know, our, um, our experiences that were bad are not all of our experiences. We also have great experiences where men and, and women are behind us and they are, you know, helping us and supporting us. And that is when we achieve success, I think. Um, I'm not exactly sure where I was going with that, but uh, Tabs, you said that you have some stories about gaming. <laughs> Do you want to elaborate? (laughs) Um, I guess when you brought that up, it just reminded me immediately of just because I do a lot of voice chat. Um, I run a guild in Guild Wars 2 and I've started that when I was 17 and I was like um, in other guilds. I was like, screw this drama. I'm done. I'm going to go be alone in my own guild. But because I was a community builder, they were like, oh, no, 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 no. We're coming with you. Um, and then that that started and I was like I did not realize I was gonna be doing that for the next 12 years um, the same thing I'm still leading the guild <laughs> they're still there um, in guild wars 2 and then just sometimes you know they get into voice and they get a bit of a shock um, or they you know they assume one I'm a dude um, they would be like right. oh also you're brown because they see a photo of me um, oh you're Muslim and you're leading a guild what the, what is the relevance <laughs> um, has like what what bearing has I got on someone leading a guild in the game um, and and just like a whole bunch of things, <laughs> it is none of their business. Yeah, it's none of their um, business what you believe or you know how how does that impact your ability to build a community and manage yeah. it? Yep. I mean, you get to chuck in a lot of other things of that as well. Like, oh, you speak good English. It's like, yeah, I could speak a bit of a new probably. <laughs> um, just it was just. The number of things and, you know, the amount of times, like people are still regularly, um, a lot of the time they assume I'm a guy um, in your leadership and just being in that position of doing things. Um, sometimes I had a comment once and they were like, because the, the guild's got, you know, with this like space of 500 people, we've got usually a minimum 100 people active in it. Um, it changes with the way the game goes and the people in the guild. And they'll be like, oh, um, I guess you explained why this guild is old. It's old for guilds. Um, and then they're like, they commented on how, basically how crappy I was as a gamer. It's like, oh, that's why you're good at it. And that's why all these people are here, because you're not good at doing those things. And I'm just like, would you even, um, even the arguments, arguments that people have, they change suddenly when they find out I'm not a guy. Yep. It's like mm-hmm. the like the, the ego wars suddenly deflates because um they do that with each other. And I've I've been there <laughs> with some of those. And they're quite funny where they're trying to subtly undermine each other, but not outwardly be like, yeah, I'm better than you. But that thing drops, it drops significantly. Um, when they realize they're talking to a woman. Yep. Um, and all the little boys, I used to play RuneScape as well. Will you be my GF? I've got 19. And I'm like, that's supposed to make it an attractive proposition. Um, <laughs> goodbye, child. Yeah. Um, my mom used to play RuneScape with me as well. So it's not like I was there alone 
as a kid. Um, I grew up on games and she kind of encouraged it, made, met us halfway. Uh, but yeah, no, there's, there's been a lot about involved with my, my gender in games. It's just been a thing and it's yeah. always been a thing. And it's like, sometimes you just want to be like, you know, screw it. Um, just forget about that and just come chill. Come chill in the voice chat. We'll just talk um, and play games. <laughs> I'm here for that. Yeah, sorry. exactly. Just, just so much. Yeah, yeah. And I know that that was a little off topic, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people who will hopefully listen to this also play games if, if they like me at all, you know they'll at least understand why I do because it's escapism. But when, um, when people assume that you're a guy, like I play a female Lollafell, like I'm, I'm this tiny little, you know, creature. And whenever I run a dungeon, it's always he, him, you know? And I'm just like, I don't even want to tell you that I'm a girl because I don't want to see what you're going to say to that. Yeah. So (laughs) I just. It's happened uh, in, well, in tech as well. A lot of people, before they meet me, they assume I'm a man. And it's just been standard throughout academia. Um, People meeting me even for student clubs. Then I walked into the room once and the first thing out of his mouth was, I thought you were a guy. Like, what? How is that an appropriate greeting? (laughs) For someone like, hey, hi, I'm here for the meeting. Oh, I thought you were a guy. Like we'd be mailing back and forth about graphic design things like what why would you assume what because I sound professional or what is it there's no there's nothing in my tone that indicates like I guess gender really so I guess because I'm maybe a bit more straightforward mm-hmm. or I sounded like I knew what I was talking about mm-hmm. maybe they weren't used to women being that way I don't know yeah um, it's like we're um raised to agree with everybody all the time we are raised to value our looks over our intelligence um which is a lot of the reason I wear so much makeup it's it's just a part of who I am because that's how I was raised um but yeah it um it impacts us in very very negative ways at work I I also get people say you know I thought you were a guy now, Shelly is generally like female overall. There have been male actors named Shelly, but like, you know, one or two. So sometimes people will be like, yeah, I thought you were a guy. Do you think that would happen the other way? Do you think if a man walked in with the name Shelly or Kelly, I, I, I know many men named Kelly, do they walk in anywhere and people say, I thought you were a woman? They keep it to themselves. So. They won't say it. Exactly. Why? <laughs> like I needed to inform you of my surprise. Yeah, it's it's so odd. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's move on a little bit. We don't have that much more um, time. I was just wondering um, what technologies are you pursuing or playing with or are interested in as an actual career? Um, Start with Zara. So, you know, currently I'm working with React.js and JavaScript 
And so um, I'm going to be doing some backend work soon. And so also learning TypeScript with um, is the tech stack that they have. So uh, I was kind of interested in learning TypeScript anyways, just because I've seen a bunch of hype around it. And um, uh, I'm also interested in like how different debugging would be with it. Um, so yeah, that's what I have on the horizon, like very like in the short term. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I have not spent a lot of time in React. I've done maybe like one project. I also learned Angular at a point. Um, but for me, I'm more interested in um, <clears throat> the backend um, architecture, especially like I can, I can build, you know, servers and stuff like that, which of course now I, I don't have to do anymore with like Docker and stuff like that, that kind of does it for you. Um, but yeah, that's, that's me. So Tabs, um, what technologies are you interested in studying, playing with? Um, I mean, long story short is I started in front end and I'll always specialize in front end. I do I use React and Gatsby at work. I'm using Svelte for my projects. I'm trying out Aurelia. Um, I do a lot of JavaScript styling. I just, I love that stuff. I've been learning backend. I'm like solid for the past year. Lots of TypeScript, Postgres, um, because I'm building my own platform, so to speak. And so, you know, I've had to take on the work of the entire pipeline where I can manage it and see where I can make things work. So it's just, it's been a ride. I'm trying to do a lot of backend things over the past year and kind of catch up with that skill set. I realized that was actually a goal of mine when I was in uni was to be able to build apps from scratch alone. Um, so yeah, that's that's mainly it. But I, I just love the front end design stuff. So now I guess 3JS as well. <laughs> yeah. So when you were learning new skills, are you using like books, blogs, videos, training, a combination of all of that? Uh, <laughs> we'll start with tabs, yeah. Yeah, all of them. Um, usually I'm just goal-oriented, so I'll see what's available first. Um, I think it depends. I'll look at the quality of the resource. I usually tend to go for non-video first, um, mainly because videos, I can't skip through things that I already know or find the pieces of information that I want um, unless I'm doing a course. So if it's course and there's lots of video, then that's fine. Um, otherwise, I tend to rely on other things. I kind of miss programming books because that used to be a thing when I was growing up as a teen, like I had a book on PHP or a book on Flash. And it's like, you could go through it and do exercises and assignments and kind of um, consolidate that over a longer period of time. I found that happened working through a book. Yeah. Yeah. I, I miss tactile books. I, I miss things that you can touch and turn pages and highlight and add post-it notes to. Like I, I actually, actually behind me have a couple that I've kept from, you know, 20 years ago or something like that, that aren't um, super like relevant anymore, but I um, still hang on to them for luck or something. I don't know. <laughs> I have not needed those skills in a really long time. 
Um, so to kind of wrap up, what um, advice would you have for uh, aspiring techies or even um, people who are, are still in school trying to work it out who may be interested in tech but not sure yet? Um, Zara, start with you. Mm, you know, I would say that if you're drawn to, to tech and, you know, this is so people, if they're considering it, um, you know, just follow that curiosity and follow your own, like follow the inspiration that you are individually led by and don't feel like you need to know all the steps ahead of time or what that curiosity is necessarily going to turn into. Just, um, you know, feel empowered by the fact that you are even curious about it and um, that you do enjoy what you're doing. And um, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I enjoy being challenged. And so if you like being challenged and you like what you're doing, even if it's hard, uh, just keep going, you know? Yeah. Wise, wise words, just keep going. <laughs> just forget about, you know, naysayers, people who aren't supportive, drown those out with people who are supportive and who champion you. Yeah. I think that that's great. Uh, Tabs, what um, advice do you have? Oh. <laughs> well, the moment someone shows an inclination to do anything related to tech, I'm like, stop building like immediately. Um, just follow that notion that you have and enjoy it. Treat it like a hobby, not so much that you want to you know, lay on all these obligations and goals and that's cool. Have dreams, but just have fun. And I think the more they associate that with being fun, the more they'll, it'll become a good habit and it'll be just a healthy thing they enjoy. Um, and then to also engaging in wider communities, um, which is something I wish I had done more of when I was a lot younger doing those things, because you benefit from mentorship, you benefit from, you know, just engaging with other people at different levels. Um, that is really important. Exactly. I'm so, so glad that you pointed that out because I tell people all the time, mentees, I, I expect to learn from them. I yeah. don't expect to just tell them what to do because I don't have the answers. I'm, I'm here to guide them through what, whatever they're going through. Um, so yeah, it's, it's important to not, you know, sit up on a high horse and I'm like, I've got 20 years in tech. What do you have to teach me? Like people who are, are just learning um, now might be learning skills that I, maybe I haven't heard of or like I, I don't know anything about that world because I'm, you know, Microsoft all the time. But yeah, like I learn from pretty much everyone I meet, I try. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, to wrap up, why don't you guys tell us where people can find you, um, tabs, stream? 
Yeah, pretty much. You can find me on Twitch or Twitter most of the time. <laughs> Just come on by what Twitch. Yeah, you, you have my links over there. Yeah, I will have that uh, listed in the show notes. Um, Zara? Yeah, so, I mean, I would say come on over to our Discord. Um, you know, Cyber Women, which you can find also on Twitter. So I'm sure the link will, you know, will be down, down in the, in the show notes. <laughs> yep. Um, and so come join us there. Uh, I'm at Icy Codes on Twitter. Uh, but, you know, you like, we would love to meet you and we would love to just know more about you. So, um, you know, I'm not trying to, like I was thinking, you know, I would much rather have friends than any person like online that's interacting with me. I'd rather be friends. So, yeah. Thanks for having me on, Shelly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Thank you both so much. This was just a, a great chat, very inspirational, and I hope that it helps a lot of people. Thank you so much. Today's episode is sponsored by Pluralsight. Pluralsight is the premier learning platform for technology skills. With a Pluralsight subscription, you can have access to thousands of courses created by industry experts, including myself, covering topics from programming languages to soft skills, including leadership and management. Visit trsintech.com slash Pluralsight to get started with a free 10-day trial today. If you want to support us, please like, subscribe, and share this episode with your fellow gems. Let me know in the comments what other topics you would like me to cover. Thanks for watching or listening and have a great day.